As always, we recommend that you wear headphones during our show due to explicit language and content. Today's disclaimer is also going to include a trigger warning for those sensitive to the topic of abuse and sexual assault. Ooh, took some MILF. The hell's that? M-I-L-F. Mom, I'd like to f- Yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah. MILF. 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 <laughs> Welcome to The Secret Life of MILFs, the not-so-secret podcast about being liberated and outspoken millennial moms. I'm Amy. And I tried keeping up with the Kardashians, but now it hurts when I pee. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> So I know you're used to hearing us talk about taking a load of dicks. <laughs> Today's show is going to be a little more serious in nature. Exactly. It's going to be a little more serious today. We'll be back to the dick jokes probably next week. But there's been a lot of things happening in the media, a lot of things that we've seen, a lot of things that we have discussed to one another, not recording. And it's all stuff that needs to be said, needs to be talked about. And if it needs to be said, you're damn right we're going to say it. Yes. <laughs> you're going to listen and you're going to like it. <laughs> if this isn't quite your cup of tea or shot of whiskey or <laughs> iced coffee, you can skip this episode. It might be a little bit of a bummer. It might be a little bit of a downer. It might be anger-inducing, you know? But we're going to talk about it. Because we're going to go there. That's that whole outspoken part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad. <laughs> Again, there's approximately five bajillion podcasts out there in the world. If you're here for the dick jokes and sex stories, we'll see you next week. Because we got some good ones lined up. <laughs> oh, I, I yes, we do. I am nothing if not a wealth of self-deprecating <laughs> Humor. sexual escapades. <laughs> I think in our trailer, we mentioned all of the things that we were going to be talking about during the podcast and topics we wanted to address and kind of what we stand for. One of the things we said that this is a no judgment zone. And let's clarify that just a teeny little bit. When we say judgment free zone, we mean it as a safe space for primarily the girls the gays, the theys. Mm -hmm. We want to be inclusive and non-judgmental when it comes to your parenting style, your sexual orientation, your kinks, and how you identify as a person. Right. Are you disabled or able-bodied? None of that matters. There's no judgment there. None of that. What I am going to judge you on is how you treat other people. Yes. So if you are going to be racist or homophobic or xenophobic or misogynistic or just a dick bag of a human being, <laughs> I'm going to judge you on that. I'm going to call you out. I can't tolerate that. I'm a very tolerant person, but this isn't for you. Right. Well, you said it to me this morning when we weren't recording that we're not going to punch down at marginalized people. We're not going to punch across at other women or other people that are struggling. We're going to punch up. We're going to punch up at the patriarchy. We're going to punch up at those racist, xenophobic, homophobic, misogynistic pieces of shit. Yeah, we're punching up at the patriarchy. You have all the privilege. You have all the power as a man, as a cisgendered, heterosexual, Christian adjacent, mm -hmm. white man. You are the epitome of privilege in this country, probably even the world since the beginning of time. And we're not doing this for you. And if you want to whine and be a fucking man baby about it, <laughs> I'm going to fucking punch you verbally. <laughs> for legal purposes, we are going to punch you verbally. But I won't hesitate to slap a bitch if I need to. <laughs> and that all being said, if you get butt hurt when we say things like, we hate men, then you don't really get why we're saying it. Because when we say we hate men, we hate the men that don't get it. Right. We hate the men that groom 
vulnerable people into situations that aren't good. We hate the men who are pedophiles. We hate the men who abuse their power. We hate the men who rape. We hate men who murder people. Mm -hmm. Yes, women do these things too, but statistically, it's going to be a man. Just a couple weeks ago, a white Christian man had a bad day in Georgia and eight people are dead now. Mm-hmm. So when men have bad days, people die. Most often, women die. Most intimate partner violence is committed by men on their female partners. So if you are upset when I say I hate men, if you are a decent human being, if you're one of the men that aren't all men, you know I'm not talking about you. Exactly. Because I know you're a good human being. I am talking about all of the other men. Mm -hmm. You don't have to come in and clarify, not all men. You don't have to do that. You should just be secure in your masculinity to know I'm an ally to women and my female friends, my sisters, my daughters, my mothers. Mm -hmm. You should know that. And if you don't, we are here to educate you. Do you even know how many female mass shooters we've had? Oddly enough, I looked it up and since 1982, 116 mass shootings have been carried out in the U.S. by male shooters, which, in contrast, only three mass shootings, and this is defined by the source as a single attack in a public place in which four or more victims were killed, have been carried out by women. So, those numbers alone kind of speak for themselves. Clearly, we can have guns or we can have men, but we can't have both. Have you noticed the trend lately on TikTok with the not all men videos being posted? They're everywhere. Is it men posting not all men? Because I will hunt them down and murder them. Oh, I run directly to the comments to watch men just get eviscerated by these women in comments. (laughs) It's glorious. Honestly, a lot of times the comment section is so... (laughs) I live for the comments, truly. Like, that's why I show up. They are reckless in the comments on TikTok. I thought Twitter would roast you bad, but I mean, TikTok is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was like, what? No, like, I don't like this. Not all men. It is all men. If you think it's not you, it is. It's definitely you. I have the clip. So patriarchy is like a man having his boot on a woman's neck. Feminism is women asking that the boot be removed. Men's rights activists think that having to take their boot off a woman's neck is some sort of reverse oppression. Conservatives figure that there was never a problem with the boot being on the neck until the woman started complaining about it, and if everybody would just shut the fuck up, things would be fine. Good guys take any complaint about the boot as a personal attack because not all men wear boots. Male allies try to discuss the issue in a way without alienating the boot. Women with internalized misogyny don't know why these other women are complaining about the boot on their neck. They love having the boot on their neck, and there's something wrong with the women who complain. Meanwhile, the boot stays on the fucking neck. Such a perfect analogy. Yes, an absolutely perfect explanation. It hits on all of those groups, especially women who have internalized misogyny, because shut the fuck up about like I like my boot it's crazy what we have grown up with and how things have changed and how things that were said and done when we were kids and not just kids but even young adults and older older younger adults I'm thinking like early 20s because because we're not old (laughs) we're not old you almost have to retrain your brain not to think a certain way Absolutely. It takes conscious decision making to be this stops with me. This stops with my kid. This stops with the way I parent, the way that I interact with my colleagues at work, this with the way that I interact with my parents, the way that I interact with my peers, my friends, all of it. We get to break the cycle. Yes, we get to be the cycle breakers. And I feel like it's in response to we remember how we felt when we were being squashed down and Mm -hmm. oppressed and we're seeing all of this injustice around us and we're saying not anymore motherfuckers yeah 
It's not it's, enough to be it's not racist. You have to actively be anti-racist. Yes. You have to be anti-misogynistic. You have to be anti-patriarchy. Anti- <laughs> right. Right. It's going to take all of us to dismantle this fucking oppressive system of racism and the patriarchy and all of those huge structural things we have to burn it down to the fucking ground all because we want things to be equitable equitable it's like the analogy of pie it's not pie exactly (laughs) the analogy of not being pie like giving other people equitable rights and more rights than they have does not mean less rights for you it just means equal and equitable It's a good thing I have you here to finish my sentences, because otherwise (laughs) I'd be a hot mess. This is another reason why we are so pro-women and the goddess colony and just wanting a world where things are equitable. And it's not so much to ask. It's really not. And if you are a man that listens to this podcast, if you're a cisgendered, white, heterosexual male that the epitome of white male privilege. If you are on social media, if you're consuming media, if you are interacting with your friends and you have that defensive, not all men thing because you're triggered by whatever that person is saying of Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't do that. Shut up. Just shut up and listen, please. We don't need your well, actually. I, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, because I feel like (laughs) a lot of our listeners do, you know that I'm going to call you out on that shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Miss me with your, well, actually, (laughs) I will gut you verbally like a fucking fish. (laughs) All these other videos that I'm seeing on TikTok also revolving around this issue, using the example of women walking at night alone and being scared when a man comes up on you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I ran to the comments. I was like, I've got to see it because I know, I know some man <laughs> is going to be in here and try to say his piece. And he is going to completely and utterly miss the fucking point. And there was so many of them. I'm just sitting there spluttering to myself. This man contradicting himself consistently and calling this woman out and saying, well, if you didn't understand my comment, then I obviously didn't write it the way I should have. And she goes, do you do you realize what what you just said? I don't understand your comment because it doesn't make sense. It's just my fault for misunderstanding you not making your point accurately. That still sounds like a you fucking problem. Exactly. God, I hate men. And when I say I hate men, I hate men. I hate that I'm attracted to men. I hate that I like penises. I hate that I like having them inside my vagina. And elsewhere. And elsewhere. But talk about eye-openers and shining Mm -hmm. that big fucking spotlight onto an issue, and you're just sitting there going, yes, yes, exactly. It's, ugh. And they do it all in 60 seconds or less. I couldn't craft anything in 60 seconds i am (laughs) not that eloquent so bravo to the tiktokers of the world with their amazing social justice viral videos Mm -hmm. because they're they're getting in front of plenty of eyeballs they're opening up dialogues and it's so necessary and so needed and white men please shut the fuck up have a seat your time is over (laughs) time's up bitch It's kind of sad that I consider myself lucky that throughout my life, in the negative interactions that I've had with men, I have managed to walk away from situations only being verbally assaulted and just a little bit physically assaulted. Not a lot of assault, just a little assault. Is <laughs> <laughs> a sprinkle of assault. Just a is sprinkle. A treat. <laughs> isn't, and isn't that awful? Yeah. But I am one of the lucky ones. Yeah. I am one of you the are. lucky ones that hasn't been subjected to some really, really bad stuff. I think the statistic when I was in college, which has probably changed by now, was that one in five women will go to college and be raped. That was the statistic that was out. There was four other girls that I hung around with in high school 
we came back from freshman year of college and sure enough, one out of the five. And it yep. it did not get reported. It nope. was brushed under the rug. And that dude got to go on about his college life. And now he's probably a Supreme Court justice. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> so icky and so true, probably. He's in power somewhere. It's atrocious. And the fact that we are bringing children up into mm-hmm. a world like this, and that's why I feel like we're fighting so hard back against this, trying to make a difference, trying to make your voices heard. The Me Too movement, I think, was in 2016, but there was a woman that used it in 2006 to raise awareness about women being abused. But then it got blown up by Alyssa Milano on Twitter. She's always been a really yeah, big activist. 2017. Yeah, October 2017. Because I do positive I have Me Too tweets out there. And I, I think I always kind of pictured sexual assault and rape as being forcibly dragged to the ground, kicking yes. and screaming, fighting a man off of you and having him force himself upon you. And I think once the Me Too movement and so many women spoke up and shared their stories, I started looking back at many uh, interactions that I had with men thinking, oh, that was fucked up. Yes. That wasn't cool. That was assault. It didn't look like assault. At the time. It was. Yeah, at the time. And then hindsight, Mm -hmm. And it can start out as simple as someone catcalling you on the street and then following you to your car or walking with your three-year-old son holding his hand and having men make inappropriate comments at you with your child right there. And do you say anything? No, you don't because you don't know what that person is capable of. You have your kid right there with you. And you walk away feeling disgusting, knowing that your child was a witness to horrendous behavior and hopefully too young to remember. Yeah. And again, it's a safety thing. And I hate that the onus is on women to try and protect themselves. Women, look out for your friends. Don't walk alone in a parking lot. Don't walk home by yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't leave your drink unattended. Don't wear that outfit. Don't have too much to drink. And instead of focusing on the problem, which is men, it's... Teaching men not to rape, molest, or catcall, or touch someone without... How many times have you been grabbed in a bar? Oh. Your ass grabbed, your boob grabbed. Countless. Groped on the dance floor. And you make a joke about that now. You'd be dancing in a circle out on the dance floor, having a great time with your girlfriends, and you feel a dick come up on your ass and start grinding on you, and you make wide freaking white eyes at your friend across the circle, and you kind of dance towards them, and they kind of pull you away and turn you around. It's like it turns into this game of chase where Mm -hmm. these guys are thrusting at you and follow, 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 follow. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. just lead with their dicks. Like, hey, 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 what about me? Hey. Hey, I mean, grind up on your booty. And we laugh and about I, it. <laughs> because and honestly, at this point in the pandemic, I I almost would be glad to have a strange dick grind up on me. I, I, I just want someone outside of my own household to touch me. I'm pretty sure I tweeted that a few weeks back. Like, I just want to drop it like it's hot on a dance floor and have some douchebag try and dance with me. <laughs> So we joke and we laugh because if you don't laugh about it, you could sit in a corner and rock and suck your thumb and cry because it's Absolutely. horrendous. You, just, you have to laugh so you don't cry. Absolutely. I don't want to use this platform to completely bleed all of my traumas dry. Uh. Nor, <laughs> nor should you have to. No, but I. some of the big ones that jump out at me, because there's, unfortunately, there's been several over the years. There was a guy I dated in high school who came over to my house and we rented the movie Armageddon <laughs> from Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster. That's how long it goes. <laughs> Blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference. <laughs> Blockbuster video. Be kind. Rewind. Yes. 
So we rented Armageddon from Blockbuster. And like teenagers do in a basement, (laughs) we watched a little bit of the movie and then we started making out. And my basement at my childhood home, kind of out in the open, like no door or anything like that. So he's like, we should go in the bathroom where it's a little more private. And I was, okay. Oh. How old, wait, so here, how old were you? Yeah, I would have been 15 at the time. So I was a sophomore. He was a senior in high school. Oh. And we go into my little basement bathroom. Don't turn on the light. So it's pitch black. And he's trying to take my pants off. And he's got his pants down a little bit. And I'm a virgin. Oh, I'm a virgin at this God. point. And he's trying to kind of jab me. <laughs> Oh, he got, a, he got a little jabby with it. And I'm just, nope. Oh, nope. just kind of wiggled away. And he got the hint. Again, I didn't say no. I didn't speak up. I didn't say anything. I just kind of wiggled away. But thankfully, he recognized your body language and didn't try and push it. All the way in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because some men yeah. wouldn't even yes. get that as a hint and would just keep going. Yes. He did stop. And he's like, do you want to go back out to the couch? And I said, yes. And so then for the rest of the movie, I'm on the outside of the couch. He's Mm -hmm. on the inside of the couch. My back is to him. Like we're spooning watching the movie. And I'm just silently crying the whole time. And that song, that Aerosmith song. Oh, God, yes. Ruined. I cannot listen. That will trigger a fight or flight response in me when I hear it. And it was all over the fucking radio. And here I was having PTSD flashbacks. So my therapist will never be out of business. (laughs) Because I got, that's just one. That was just one. (sighs) Fast forward four or five years in the future from there. So at this point, I'm probably 19 or 20. It was a big group of guy friends that we hung out with. And one of his other friends that I knew always liked me, he was that guy that was like, oh, you're not cute, but I know you like me. But he would always give me rides home from parties and just always tried to be there for me because he was a nice guy. Oh, I've got the freaking heebie-jeebies already. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all know the nice guy. He just wants me to be happy. But he's there in case I ever get too drunk and fall onto his penis or something like that. Mm. (laughs) I believe it was New Year's Eve. It may have just been a party, but I feel like it was New Year's Eve. They lived in an apartment like across from the college. They were old enough to buy beer. So I'd go over there. They'd have weed. They'd have booze. It was kind of this fun party hangout place. And I got too drunk to drive home. So they were very insistent. All the guys that lived at that apartment were like, you can't drive home. Just stay here. And this guy. This nice guy. This nice guy who's my friend who had been my friend for four or five years was insistent. You can sleep in my bed. And I was not if you're going to be in it. No, thank (laughs) you. I'll sleep on the couch. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'll sleep on the couch. You sleep in my bed and it'll be fine. And I was like, okay. His bedroom was this loft area. So I go up and I took my pants off. So I was just sleeping in whatever shirt I had on in my underwear. And I climbed into bed and he's just standing at the foot of the bed. Like, you got everything you need. Yep. I'm good. Good night. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just saying, he's like, oh, wait, I need to get my pillow. I'm going to take my pillow down to the couch. Okay, here you go. And he's still just hanging around, just standing there, just lurking, looking at me, just waiting. And I'm just like, what? Waiting to see if you'd give in. Yeah. Just waiting me out, basically. And I finally was just like, what? And he's, do I really have to sleep on the couch? It's going to hurt my back. I have to work tomorrow. I just, I promise nothing's going to happen. I just want to sleep in my own bed. Cause at this point it's probably, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like who fucking knows? I'm exhausted, wasted. And so I just was fine, fine. You can lay next to me and that's it. Don't even think about touching me. Don't (laughs) look at me. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. But of course it did Mm -hmm. because He just kind of kept inching his way over to me and, again, jabbed me with his semi-erect penis in my back like all men like to do. Men, please stop doing that. It's not a turn-on. It's not? 
You're rubbing your dick on my butt cheek or my butt crack. That's not going to get my motor running. I don't know of any woman that get that gets her motor running. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> when she's pushing her ass back towards you because she's liking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Exactly. But again, it's communicating. I was going to. I was just about to say. My body language. You don't want. Gentlemen. Men. Boys. Whoever. You don't just want consent. You want enthusiastic consent. Yes. You want to know without a shadow of a doubt that that woman wants your dick anywhere near her. And when it's enthusiastic, you'll know. Yes. There's no question that a woman wants to fuck you when she wants to fuck you. She will make that abundantly clear. Yes. And I understand the trepidation of, I don't want to be accused of anything. I want to be the nice guy or whatever. But if you just keep pecking away until you wear her down and she gives in because then you'll just leave her alone, that's not consent. That's still sexual assault. Yes. So even though I didn't say no, even though I didn't fight him off, I didn't bite his dick off or... It wasn't in my mouth, but I'm just (laughs) semantics. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't fight against it. I just laid there and let it happen because clearly that's what he wanted. And if I just let him, then he'll leave me alone. Yeah. And then he told everyone about it. I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I hate him to this day. I hope his dick falls off. But he's married. He's married. He's got kids. He's got a great career. I looked him up on Facebook several years ago. Mm. And I'm sure he remembers it. But I'm sure he remembers it differently than I do. Oh, absolutely. And it was that one time. But again, I did not classify that as a sexual assault until well into my 30s. Yeah. Talking through it in therapy. And I was, oh, yeah, that was fucked up. I really didn't consent to that. I didn't dissent necessarily, you know, but... It really felt icky. It felt wrong. It felt awful. I felt terrible afterwards. Yep. Did I report it as sexual assault? No. It's happened so long ago. If if he were running for Congress or president or <laughs> getting nominated for the Supreme Court, I'm probably not going to speak up. And this man raped me because I don't think that's necessarily what happened. But I know what happened. And you know what? I was drunk. And... This is not at all to excuse his behavior whatsoever. But maybe in light of the Me Too movement, some men have looked back and reflected on their own behavior and realized that certain situations that they were in were fucked up and they realized that they fucked up. Maybe he's one of those people. I sure hope so. Yeah. I sure hope so. Should I look him up? Should I reach out to him and be like, (laughs) hey, remember that time you... (laughs) <laughs> harassed me you you harassed badgered me into sex <laughs> badgered me into fucking you it was terrible it was not my best performance so <laughs> so he's probably going around telling people how dead fish i am oh bed, god like that i was probably a terrible lay which i'm sure he probably did which we know is so very much not the case not bitch the you case. a tiger oh, i know it yes yes i'm like a fucking puma out there <laughs> Up on top, I'm on a ride. <laughs> yes. I love that song. I, I do too. <laughs> Focus. I know. Slut anthem. <laughs> Empowered woman anthem. Yes. All of the yes. Thankfully, the friend situation with that guy didn't happen to me, but there were occasions where I had sexual interactions with guys and got to a certain point didn't want to participate anymore, but felt like I couldn't say no because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, A, disappoint them, B, be that girl. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be a tease. But yeah, there were times. There was one very specific time where (laughs) we were, this guy was, was on top of me and I was like, I don't want that there anymore. But In my mind, I thought, it's too late. It's too late to say no. Because he's inside of you. No. Oh, he was coming. It was there, knocking on the dough. And I thought that it was too late to say no. 
And it's never too late to say no. And that's something that I want to instill in, I want that I want us to install in our daughters. Like it is never too late to say no, ever. On the flip side for, I don't have a son, you have a son, Mm -hmm. but people with sons, even if, (laughs) even if that woman is naked and you are inside of her, if that person says no, even though you've already started, you have to stop. Just yesterday, I said to my kids, they're pushing each other back and forth. I got down on their level and I said, listen to me, both of you. If you ever have your hands on another person and they tell you to stop, you stop immediately. You do not continue. You take your hands off of them. And obviously, this is dumbed down for kid age, but teaching consent at a very young age For example, my son loves having raspberries blown on his belly, which would drive me insane, but he loves it. (laughs) I say, bud, are you sure you want me to do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then we'll flinch. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I always push this with my husband. If we're tickling or wrestling the kids, the second that they say stop, you stop. So they know that is what they should expect. And so that they know it is not okay if someone is not respecting their physical boundaries. Absolutely. I think that's important too, as far as asking, is it okay if I give you a hug? Mm -hmm. Can I give you a kit? You know, asking them first, as opposed to that weird, creepy uncle that's like, get over here and give me a kiss. Like, dude, I don't fucking know you. And if you've got kids that are affectionate, like my daughter is, for example, if you hold your arms out to her, she will most likely go to you and hug you, which she did that with a neighbor. And then the neighbor like kissed her. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, what the fuck? We don't know you. We don't know you at all. You probably have bodies in your basement. (laughs) Like, so it's scary. Get out the luminol and spray around his foundation. Please. What do you have going on in here? Please no. Please no. (laughs) Oh, dear Oprah, please let us find a new house soon. Help me, Tom Cruise. Help me, Oprah. Help me, Jewish God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So at 15, it was a boyfriend. At 19, it was a friend. At 21, it was my boss. You're like the textbook of Mm -hmm. fucked up shit (laughs) at every age and in every position the male's in. So your boss, which that that happened to me as well. A boss? Yeah, that's what happened when you worked at bars. Yeah. Not okay, but it happened. Yeah. At uh, 21, I was just newly dating my now ex-husband, my daughter's dad. And on one hand, I'm very thankful that I had him in my life because it always gave me an excuse to leave the bar on time and not stay after and fraternize with the staff because it was like, oh, Lindsay's got to get home to her boyfriend. (laughs) And looking back on it, I'm very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But this nightclub that I worked at, it was next door to a strip club, which we would frequent sometimes. (laughs) We would go over there. Super fun. I was a cocktail waitress at first, moved up it to bartend at like the little bar was kind of over off in the corner back behind the dance floor and pretty sure that it probably was a money laundering front for a drug cartel (laughs) because the owners were a pair of brothers that were not from america and had questionable business practices (laughs) yeah they paid us exclusively in cash which at that age you're like yeah make it rain bitches but it was very weird because even our tips we had to hand over all of the money that we had and they would count it for us and then give us our tips back and i'm oh hmm i feel like this is an episode of ozark (laughs) yes very ozark vibes Mm -hmm. but it was very Looking back on it, I'm just, yeah, you guys were probably drug dealers. I'm pretty lucky (laughs) only working there for six months or something. But the one owner, like the gold chain. Oh, my God. And like the fluff of hair out of the shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he was bald. No hair on his head, but just a lot of chest hair. Probably just was like wearing a sweater when he took his shirt off. 
Probably. I, luckily, I did not have to see him naked. <laughs> but he was married. We had a wife at home. The head bartender, bar manager girl was his girlfriend. So, Oy. so he had a wife and he had a girlfriend. And I did not want to piss the girlfriend off. <laughs> Nor the wife, but the wife didn't come in because I think the wife knew about the girlfriends. She stayed separate. It's like Goodfellas. Saturday night are for the wives. <laughs> yes, yes. Fridays are for the girlfriends. Saturdays are for the wives. <laughs> yes, yes. And obviously I was dating somebody, so I didn't want to get involved with my boss or my coworkers. But being an attractive, large-chested <laughs> 21-year-old, long-legged, fresh-faced, quote-unquote, innocent girl. (laughs) He was always telling me how pretty I was. And I tried to avoid him as much as possible. And there were several times where he'd asked me to come back to the office. He needed to talk to me about something. And in the back hallways, he would push me up against the wall and open-mouth kiss me and There was one time he stuck his hand up my skirt and Uh. fingers up in there. And oh, yuck. I need this job. I can't, you know, and I laughed it off. I'm like, (laughs) and just kind of wiggled away from him. Mm -hmm. But then anytime that he would see me, he would like take his finger. Oh, God. And I'm like, yuck. And you're just like, (laughs) ew. They would ask all the female staff sometimes when he had friends or business associates come in from out of town, we were asked to stay after the bar closed and help entertain these gentlemen, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. keep feeding them drinks, drink with them, give them lap dances and things like that. And I'm glad that I got off with just a couple of errant fingers in my pussy. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. At least I wasn't murdered. At least I wasn't choked out. At least I wasn't held at gunpoint. At least I wasn't raped. And then I have to wonder if I wasn't dating the man who ended up being my husband, would I have stuck around there more? Would I have gotten more intertwined with this very kind of seedy club? And Because my friend that got me the job, she's in jail now for for drugs, for drug trafficking. And her boyfriend or husband or something was murdered a few years after we left Kansas and moved. So I feel like I was very close falling into that really rough crowd where I probably would have been sex trafficked or hooked on drugs, not hugs. (laughs) (laughs) I got off lucky. So thank you, ex-husband. It's the one thing that we'll thank you for. The kid. Oh, yeah. I forgot. (laughs) That one little sperm that helps create this beautiful child of mine. That's it. I'm giving you two. (laughs) I think there's something to be said for working at a bar or a strip club and having male managers, male barbacks, male bartenders, male DJs, male staff alongside bouncers oh yeah bouncers alongside of you and yes you are there to work but you are also there to be pretty and funny and nice and smile and take it yeah and you're just eye candy be seen and not heard yep and you're there to be groped and grabbed yes and the male staff is there to protect waitresses and the female staff from being Roped by patrons and right. customers, yet they're the ones doing it after hours or before you get on the clock or yeah, what back that in say? the back room or in the walk-in freezer. Oh, Just yep, it's gross. I there was a <laughs> I used to work at a bar called Coolies. That sounds fun. C O O L I E S. Do you I know was what, just about to ask you, was it with a Y or with an I E? Coolies. Do you know what a coolie is? No. It's an Italian term, like culo, but it's it's referring to your butt. So I know that there's uh, there's other term. It means other things too, but I think that's the idea behind it. So, guy that would train people to work behind the bar, he prided himself on being this amazing bartender that does the flair. 
Uh-huh. And supposedly, he trained Tom Cruise for the movie Cocktails. Sure he did. I feel like I also worked for the guy who trained Tom Cruise in Cocktails also <laughs> in the great state of Kansas. Yeah. He was that creepy dude. There was just, uh And also having worked at a strip club, that's an entire episode. That's entire episodes unto itself. But mm-hmm. same kind of stuff there. People think that they have a right to touch you. And you don't. Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> there is no sex in the champagne room. Though <laughs> I had a stripper do some stuff to me in the champagne room before. I had that happen too. Wait, was your As stripper a customer? I was a coworker at one place, and I was a customer at another. Gotcha. Was this a male stripper or a female stripper? No, it was a female stripper. Oh, okay. It was a male stripper that did it to me. What? I- my nipples have been through a lot over the years, apparently, between <laughs> <laughs> between you, between this dude in Canada, and Armani, the stripper that worked at the other place. Oh, yeah. It was my poor boobs. They've seen so much. The nipples are the eyes of, of the, the boobs. <laughs> the of nipples. The the, that's what I meant. The nipples are the eyes of the face. <laughs> you have very beautiful nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was a female stripper. I was a customer before I worked at the nightclub where I was manhandled frequently. I worked at a little country and western bar and we we were only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we were off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So my coworkers and I, all in the service industry biz, we would go out on Sunday nights. A lot of times we would end up at a few different strip clubs. And those were, we were just kind of strip club regulars and had a good old time. It's fun. It, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we kind of became friendly with the strippers. You know, you'd go up and tip the girls and they'd pull your boobs out and yep. jiggle them around and motor bocha and stuff. So <laughs> not only are they naked, but they're pulling your top off and everybody's getting to see my boobs too. Mm-hmm. There was this one black girl her stage name was raven i loved raven raven loved me apparently (laughs) and i would buy vip room dances and there was one time i think she was a little tipsy or a little coked up i'm not sure a lot of drugs floating around strip clubs she was very handsy we were making out and nice and I don't think you're supposed to do that back there, but no. I think it's because it was two hot girls doing it. The bouncers and security guards were kind of like, yeah, just let them finish. <laughs> just let them get after it just for a couple of songs. let them finish. <laughs> okay, but wait, to clarify, this was all consensual. Yes. Okay. I, I was fine with it because she was hot and I was like, oh. Oh. This was, the lap dance was, it was 20 bucks for a lap dance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the going rate for lap dances is anymore. Anymore? I don't know. I think 20 was pretty much the... The standard back in the 2000s. Although, in Canada, there is a joint strip club. So it's men downstairs, women upstairs, and it's called Mints and Peppermints. I don't know if it's still there, but I went and we went to the male strip club... (laughs) And I'd never gone. And I am not shy. I am not easily embarrassed when it comes to nudity or sexual escapades. But there is something about a man waving his dick around with a rubber band around the base to keep it hard that I sat there with my hands covering my face because I was so mortified that this weird situation was happening three feet from my face right and they're just like yeah and i'm this is not sexy and of course the more you act embarrassed that's like a it's like a red spotlight on your forehead so then they're all about me and i'm okay lap dances there were ten dollars oh and this dude Gave me a lap dance I will not forget. You got your money's worth? I, oh, yeah, all $10 worth. And this was a situation where he pulled my top down and licked my nipple. It's a thing. Apparently, I just have it written on my forehead. Please, sirs, madams, 
Suck my nipple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that I licked your nipple without your permission. Next time I see you, may I please lick your nipple? Yes. Do I have your permission? Yes, of course. Come on. <laughs> see, enthusiastic consent. That's what you want. Yeah, don't say yes just because I'm harassing you. To, I don't want to peer pressure you. She wore me down. <laughs> I just figured if I let her do it, she'd just leave me alone. <laughs> Keep doing this podcast with me if I just let her suck on my nipples every once in a while. And once again, we turn it back around to humor because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Right. Right. Is it appropriate that we're laughing? Probably not. It's so fucking absurd. Women, we have a shared history of sexual assault, of abuse, of being talked down to, of being manipulated, gaslit, catcalled. All of the above. Look at Mad Men. Like, that was a thing back in the day. Treating your secretaries like garbage, slapping them on the ass, you know. Oh, honey, go get me a coffee. Are you fucking serious? Get your own goddamn coffee. Everyone's like, oh, would you ever want to go back in time? No. No, I wouldn't because I would die. I would either be burnt at the stake for being a witch or I would punch somebody out in the workplace. I'd take that cigar right out of your mouth and I'd put it out on your lap like, mm. Yeah, so women have this really interesting shared history of trauma, which is why I feel like I'm a major girl's girl for that alone. It's a sisterhood. I may not like you, but you are a woman alongside me. Yep. And I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. No. Nobody deserves to have things done to them without their consent. No. It's disgusting. It's terrible. I do have a difficult time sometimes with women who tend to have internalized misogyny. Like the TikTok ladies in the boot. Yes. You may like the boot. We don't want the boot. No, the rest of us don't. And I recently read an article that the most harmful jury members in a sexual assault case where the victim is a young woman, it's other women who haven't been assaulted. Oh, Or don't recognize maybe that they have been assaulted or don't think of those smaller microaggressions against them are an assault. And this is mostly due to the just world fallacy, which is a cognitive bias that assumes a person's actions bring fitting consequences. So whether it's conscious or not, young women on the jury might start thinking, well, she did X, Y, Z, and I would never do that, which is why she was assaulted and I wasn't. Mm. <gasps> I don't know where I saw this. I'll have to look it up. But there is a museum that is showing outfits that women mm. of all ages are wearing when they were raped or sexually was, assaulted. I think it's a traveling Oh, okay. Exhibit because I know that it came to the University of Kansas's campus in Lawrence okay. in the last couple years. It's I, crazy. Yeah, the pictures, it's of a little girl's dress. It's a grandmother's mumu nightgown. Mm-hmm. It's sweatpants and a t-shirt. It's workout clothes. A short skirt and a low top. It's across the board. It doesn't fucking matter what you're wearing. If there's going to be a power struggle between you and a man that wants to control you and wants to do what he wants to do to you, it doesn't fucking matter what you're wearing. No, not at all. It's fucked up. It is. Being a woman is fucked up. I love those viral threads of things of what would you do if men disappeared off the earth for 24 hours? What would you do? (gasps) Yes. You know, go jogging at night. Go naked outside. (laughs) Wear an evening gown to the grocery store. Yeah. Go out drinking with my girlfriends, leave my drink unattended, walk home. Take an Uber. Yeah. (laughs) Take an Uber without having to fake a conversation with someone on the phone or share my location or send, you know, a screenshot of this is who I'm going to be with. So if I go missing hunt this person down kind of thing. That's another thing that's huge right now. The hashtag text me when you get home. That's blown up. That we feel that we need to check in on our female friends and family members to make sure they got safely to where they were going because you never know. And whether it's 
whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's late at night, whether it's over your lunch break, it doesn't matter because shitty men who think that they're entitled to another person's body, shitty men are going to shitty men, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. With that being said, there are many good men in the world. There are plenty of allies. There are plenty of advocates. There are plenty of feminists. All that are men. Absolutely. And we need you and we love you. And if you just recognize your power, the weight of the words that come out of your mouth, check your fellow men. If your buddy's saying something shitty or going to do something shitty, fucking call him out. Exactly. Peer pressure those fuckers. <laughs> yes. Use peer pressure for good. <laughs> peer Don't peer pressure your lady friends into wearing down to have sex with you when they really don't want to take the fucking hint keep it moving find a girl who will enthusiastically consent they are out there yeah and let's be honest the strategy that a lot of men use is let's throw a whole bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks Absolutely. so if i go up to 20 women and say hey you want to fuck 19 out of 20 are gonna say no you're gonna find one that probably say yes yeah law of large numbers law yeah. of large numbers <laughs> yeah, just keep asking. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I know this was a little bit off the beaten path for for us, but also it's really authentic it is. to who we are as women, who we are as parents, who we are as friends. It's important for us to speak our truth, even when it's uncomfortable. So thank you for sharing this with us. You do not have to share your traumas with us. No. If this resonated with you and you want to drop us a DM or shoot us an email or leave us a comment somewhere, you are more than welcome to. Because we are here to support you. That's right. Ladies loving ladies. <laughs> In more <laughs> than one way. In <laughs> more it's like that's not in a gay way, but just, you know. But it is. <laughs> Only if you consent. That's right. Enthusiastic consent. We love you. Yes. Thank you for listening. And thank you for letting us share our stories. Thank you so much for listening to The Secret Life of MILFs. You can now find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Because that does make a difference. Please show us some love <laughs> on the reviews. Share a MILF with your friends. Share a MILF with your friends. But not your mom, because my mom has been harassing me. What's your podcast about? Mom, you don't want to listen. My dad listened. We'll talk about that next week. It's bananas. No, Michael. <laughs> your mom's. Oh, I yeah. wish you hadn't told you just ruined my life. <laughs> just kidding. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Secret Life Milfs. <laughs> if you'd like to be featured in a future episode, please send us an email at thesecretlifeofmilfs at gmail.com. And don't worry, we will respect your privacy. But if you want to share your name, let us know because we will gladly spill your tea. And embrace you. Consensually. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to tune in next Monday, every Monday, for MILF Mondays! MILF! 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 <laughs>